Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie, he was a co-host on the US version of Top Gear, and his current stand-up special is called, It's Scary In Here, it's available for you free on YouTube. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Thank you so much for being here. It's showtime, and it was going to suck without you. We have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is comedian, actor, writer, producer, podcaster. It's my pal, Dana Gould. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, join our conversation. We would love to have you there. And our super fan shout-out is for Jared. Say hi to Jared, everybody. Hello, Jared. Hey, Jared. Jared, Phil would like to say hello, but he, he, it's, it's, it's too much for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot going on. He does, yeah. And uh, he is still adrift. Hopefully, he will, he, will be, he will make land soon, and he'll be able to join us live. I miss Phil. Yeah. And I would like to begin today's proceedings by letting you guys know, I got an email from a comic. Um, I was on the road before the pandemic, and he asked to do a guest set. Uh, and he went up, and he ended up wrecking the room. Or he pulling a stern. I think that's called pulling a stern. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 yeah, but you didn't do it intentionally. So there's a difference. <laughs> it's just how I am, yes. What, what is wrecking the room? He went up to do a guest set, and it wasn't going well, and he ended up turning on the audience and just ruining the whole vibe in the room. That's wrecking it. Yep, that's wrecking it. So he sent me an email to apologize. And in the email, he said, I hope we can put this behind us. And I, I emailed him back and I went, of course, no worries at all. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I didn't even know I was in an argument. I had no idea. <laughs> You're thinking, what did I do? Yeah, I didn't do anything. <laughs> well, and it kind of connects to what I was talking to, uh, to Dana about because uh, Dana was in an argument uh, for years with Bobcat <laughs> Goldthwait over nothing he did. You, you know, know uh, that happens a lot, with, especially with families. 
Yeah. Like you're here. I know, I know, honey. My family is 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 really annoyed with Bobcat Goldthwait. I think it's time to let that <laughs> You <out>. too. <laughs> Families have a problem with Bobcat. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that one part of the family, like, no, we're not talking to that side of the family. Why? Oh, uh, we don't know, but just don't do it. <laughs> Crazy. That happened, and that happened in your family? Yeah. Did you did you ever find out what the cause of like the anger Eventually, was? Eventually, I was at a party and I'm like, you know, why don't we talk to that side of the family? Oh, they borrowed a dish from your grandmother and they never returned it. <laughs> what? That was it. Over di- where's the dish? I'm going to return it yeah. now. What they don't tell you was that there was a lot of cocaine on the dish at the time. <laughs> It's a very valuable dish in a lot yes. of ways. Yes. But that's so silly, right? If you think about it, we put so much focus on, oh, they didn't treat me right, or oh, they didn't say the right thing. And they shut the person out for years. And look at everything that's lost. Yeah. But, you know, the point is your mom's side of the family knew there was an issue. Yeah, right? true. It's like George Clooney. He doesn't know I'm pissed at him because of Batman, but I am. <laughs> so that just I'm like- still carrying that around. Why are you so pissed at him for Batman? It was terrible Batman. He destroyed the whole franchise for me. Oh, I thought so, so eventually George Clooney's gonna get a call from you. You're like, George, I'm sorry. No, eventually, this hopefully, I'll get a call from George Clooney. <laughs> sorry, I ruined that for you. Yeah, he's the one that did it, not me. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense to me. Am I I'm right? the wronged party here, Stern. Okay. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, I, I there's a guy I would like to apologize that. I would like to have him apologize to me. Mm-hmm. The guy, it was a professional colleague. I don't know if I've ever told you, I did the, the Nationals postgame show on radio for a little while. Right. Um, and there was a bunch of people that were going for the gig and they ended up picking a few of us. And I was one of the, the, the guys that they picked. Uh, and I was excited. It was sort of a lifelong dream. And I was walking back into the radio station and I see this guy who didn't get it. Um, and I thought he was coming over to, to congratulate me. Mm-hmm. And I walk over and he goes, Mark, I just kind of tell you, I can't believe they gave that job to you over me. I mean, that was just insane. <laughs> he's, With he's, a straight face. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, we're saying things out loud now. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you kind of look like a walrus. How about that? How's that sit with you, pal? Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, so yeah. And I was, I was just, I remember just being so blown away. I could not believe he actually said that to me. Mm. And didn't, what did you didn't say back? Apo- uh, I just said, hey, man, well, they must have seen something in me that they thought I had a different skill set, you know, and I'm excited for it. And I tried to turn it back to like being like, can't you be happy for me? And he's just like, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And he kind of walked away. And uh, so <laughs> when I think of, it's not like I hold a burning grudge against them like forever. But like when I when I think of it, like right now, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, F him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Hearing that story now, I hate that guy. And I, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't even part of the story, but now even hearing about it, I'm like, now you now you got a problem with me, okay? <laughs> Radio boy. <laughs> Thank you. It's, that is hilarious because what you did is you took the high road and now you're taking the low road. <laughs> yes, well, the low road feels much See, more that's, bad. That's, that's, that's one of the things I like about me. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not taking the high road. You're an asshole, okay? <laughs> Why do I got to be the bigger person because you're an asshole? I don't think- <laughs> It's not beholden of me to make this a better situation because of you. You're the asshole that started it. <laughs> this, this is why I shouldn't. This shouldn't be the case for me. But this is why you're a role model for me, Adam. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because I gotta have that attitude more. Because I swallow so much crap, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry, it didn't work. Yeah, out not for me. You, no, you know? that guy was said to me. I go, what's well, probably because you suck. I gotta go. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have a story. I was in France and we're at a dinner. Uh I just got a job offer, which we were celebrating. One of the girls who was there, she was a model. She got upset that I got the job. Mm. Instead of taking it out on me, she went into the bathroom of the restaurant and she trashed it. Wait a minute. She she Keith mooned a bathroom because you got a gig? (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't know. I wanted to go to the bathroom. She came out. She just smiled at me a little devilish. Mm -hmm. And I went in the bathroom and it was totaled. And here we are on this nice French restaurant, family owned. They're treating Mm -hmm. us so nicely. And she goes and trashes the bathroom. And so I said, why do you have to freaking trash the bathroom? Oh, you know, why do you care? You're not going to be here. You have this job, whatever. And I'm like, oh, great. So I went in the bathroom, fixed it. Because I was not going to let her take that away from me. 
So she was upset with you. Yeah. So she took it out on these innocent French people. Yeah. Restaurant. Made bathroom? no sense. Hmm. Yes. I see. Yeah. I, I thought I thought she was going to trash the bathroom, and then when you went in there, you were going to come out, and she was going to say, "Did you hear all that noise? Look, this lady just trashed the bathroom." <laughs> Well, like she would have taken a big dump and the big smell in there going, God, what's wrong with that chick? Stop feeding her those crepes. Look what she's done. Maybe I'm a little naive. Maybe yeah. she was going to set me up. It took me a while, too. She really trashed the place. Well, it's good for you. You're, you're the bigger person. Me, not so much. That's like this, you, you know the Dangerfield story in the elevator? What's, no, what's that? The way I heard this story was John Joseph told me the story that he was in the elevator with Dangerfield. They're mm -hmm. coming down. They the elevator hits the second floor, and this 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 older lady comes in. Uh, she stands in the in in the corner of the elevator. They push the button. Rodney farts. Bad, really bad. <laughs> they get down to the lobby. The doors open up, and all of a sudden. The cloud of what Rodney did hits the people sitting there when they walk out. Yeah. Everyone goes, oh, my God, what happened? Rodney looks back at the old lady and goes, oh, sure, lady. Blame it on me. And walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't love Rodney anymore. Yeah. Hey, who stepped on a duck? Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun uh, catching up with my pal, Dane. I'm glad uh, he's back on the show with us. Uh, and one thing you guys need to know, uh, in this interview, he references Myla Nervi. Uh, Myla Nervi was the original Vampira. Oh, um, okay, yeah. sure. And then Elvira uh, actually replaced her. They changed the name and replaced her with Cassandra Peterson, who played that role. Um, so, so she has some issues, too. <laughs> She's trashing bathrooms, something yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the disagreement that 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 uh, Dana and Bobcat had what went on for twelve years and became the spine of the movie Joyride, um, which is a, a docu comedy they did together. And it was, it was, like I said, it was really fun catching up with my pal. So you guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. I'm sure you've all heard the expression to take the high road, and we know that there are times in life when we absolutely take the high road. But you have to be able to take the high road with professionalism and class. It's not just ignoring things. It's taking it with style. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm not taking the high road. You're an <laughs> asshole, okay? <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. Y'all know these episodes are longer than 30 minutes, right? Right? The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. I have got some stand-up dates for you, my friends. Tomorrow night, Friday, July 8th, and Saturday, July 9th, I will be at McGuire's Comedy Club, Bohemia, Long Island. And Sunday, July 10th, one show only, Soul Joel's in Royersford, Pennsylvania. July 22nd and 23rd, I am going back to Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. And one night only, July 13th, I will be at the Potawatomi Casino in Milwaukee. Uh, there's a link to tickets right here in the show notes. Uh, we also have a link for our T-shirts, a link for my YouTube special. And as always, if you can make any of these gigs, you come up after the show, let me shake your hand and say thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. All right, go on, get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a writer, comedian, actor, podcaster, 
Halloween aficionado, Planet of the Apes devotee, and the owner of a catio. You know his work from The Simpsons, the IFC show Stand Against Evil, which he wrote, executive produced, and acted in. He can currently be seen on YouTube in his wildly original and hysterically funny talk show Hanging with Dr. Z, as well as the docu-comedy Joyride, starring alongside Bobcat Goldthwait. We would both be intimidated to speak to Pete Townsend, and he once stayed awake for 11 days. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please help me welcome back to the program, Dana Gould. How are you, pal? <laughs> That's you'd, you'd hear that you'd think I'd uh, you'd think I'd have higher self-esteem. <laughs> you should. I, here's the thing: is you should. The reason, first of all, thank you for doing this. Well, I I love you, Adam. I do have to say one thing about my introduction. Go ahead. I I once stayed awake for eleven days without pharmaceutical assistance. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's where we're going to start because yeah. that story just fascinates me. Because I, I got sleep issues, but yeah, you were awake for 11 days. I think you're supposed to be dead after four. Yeah, I don't have any memory of sleeping. Mm-hmm. The doctor told me that I probably did and didn't realize, you know, like, I probably slept, like, went into, like, a subconscious state and didn't realize it mm-hmm. because <clears throat> my memory of that time is not great as one would imagine. And so, this was a long time ago. This was yeah. 1994. Thank God we're all be- we're all better now. But it was uh, yeah. It, was it a panic attack situation? It was because I had yeah. Those. It was PTSD. It was it was yeah. It was it was basically PTSD from uh, working uh, bonkers. From... The late show Friday <laughs> at Bonkers in Orlando. I get it. <laughs> I was doing bananas. <laughs> and, uh, no, yeah, it was uh, just you know personal shit that you leave untended and. If I never deal with this, it'll just go away. That's the great thing about your shit, your emotional shit, Mm -hmm. is that you can't ignore it. And eventually it'll tap you on the shoulder and go, hey, yeah, remember me? Yeah. Uh, You haven't been paying attention to me, so I thought I'd stop you from sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, I just keep working so I don't have to look at it. You know, I'll, I'll just keep producing. You know, I'll just keep I'll just keep working. This is me, hopefully, before four o'clock this afternoon. That's your yeah. list? Okay. Sure. All right. And that's that's stuff that I have to do at work. Yeah. <laughs> at my other job. There, yeah, there we you go. There we go. There you go. There we go. Look at that. You're the orange highlight Dana Gould prep. So, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I but, feel you. But you said it doesn't it doesn't work. It it comes back and it, it's it's the prism in which See, I, I notice it in my work. It's the prism in which um your bullshit's going to come out. It's going to come out in your art cuz you're you're kind of like the same you're more of a social critic than I am, but you still are kind of a little confessional comic too. So you take your yeah, life. Yeah, I do both. I kind of, I kind of mix it. Yeah, it's a challenge because I don't want to just. It 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 doesn't benefit anything if I just do if I just preach to the choir. You you want to make your point mm-hmm. so that the other side can go. Well, yeah, I mean, I do acknowledge that. Point. I yeah, I try to when I write stuff where I want to be part on part of the solution. And not the, yeah. the the accusation and, and the problem, and I don't want to foment the the anger. But it's, it's yeah, I don't want yeah, I don't want to just throw gas on the fire. I would actually like to yeah, go, even though is, apparently you get more followers if you do that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But that's that's one of the things Hang I. Hang on, like. I have Nick De, Nick DiPaolo's calling. <laughs> yeah, he's calling. He's not on the phone. You hear him yelling out the window from Georgia. Yeah, I, I can hear him from Georgia. So yeah. The um. But yeah, to find to find something that that brings us together, even if and, and you can do it by just your enthusiasm, of what you're talking about. I am not a monster kid. Monster kid is someone, you know, for the for the audience is you know identifies with monsters when they were kids and they and they carry that right. love through the through their uh, through their whole life. You are. Yeah. And I yeah. am, I am, I love your podcast, even though. It's not. I don't have the same frame of reference, but I tune in to hear you. I've learned so much about monsters. About War of the Gargantuans. Well, yeah, War of the Gargantuans. <laughs> I don't. Ooh, Forrest Ackerman. He made a magazine. I have no fucking idea. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's. You know, I have come to terms with the fact mm. that, um, you know, I'm I'm where I'm going to. I am where I'm going to end up. Okay. And. Uh, I have, you know, the stuff that I like is the stuff that I like, and the people that like me like the stuff that I like. And there's, uh, there seems to be a ceiling to it. Right. Uh, you know, and a, a, a good example is 
um, hanging with Dr. Z that we that you were kind enough to mention, which uh, is for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, and it's probably most of you. <laughs> it's it's basically it's an idea that uh, I came up with with my friend Rob Cohen mm-hmm. during the pandemic. We were bored and we were looking for something to do uh, creatively. And we came up with the idea of what if Dr. Zayas from Planet of the Apes had a talk show in the 70s? <laughs> you know, that idea again. And because of friends in the business, I have access to that level of makeup, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. And, uh, and so we did it, and we're trying to do more with it. Right now, it's, it's 30,000 people's very favorite thing. Right, yeah. You like get we... to 31. <laughs> <laughs> and there are very, very famous, very, very powerful people mm. that are in that group that are like, you've got to get this as a show. Sure. And like, I know so-and-so at so-and-so. I'll call them now. Mm-hmm. I love that. Right. They don't know what to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's – that's. we have nothing to pair it with. We we, we don't yeah. – we, we don't have a, Ric- a Ricardo Montalban circus series that can fit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. <laughs> That can hide it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's just a very frustrating thing. It's just like – and to me, and again, it's like, yes, that's that's what's great about it. Yeah, yeah. It isn't like anything else. Yeah. I was like – you know, it, it you know, it it's not a a single dad in Marina Del Rey yeah, yeah. next door to a sportscaster. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, it's 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 its own thing, and for better or worse, that's where I gravitate. And um, you know, it's just it, you just have like yeah, sometimes you're the Beatles, and uh, sometimes you're the Trogs. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, but the thing I admire about everything you do, first of all, obscure, but that's what—that's the charm of it, and your execution, the fit and finish of your work. I mean, I, I watch it because I think it's hysterical. Um, yeah. But Thanks. even you coming and out, very expensive. I was going to say the fucking production costs, and it was. I have something. I have a bone to pick with you too. After I get make this point, but <laughs> I watch you doing it, and you're different. You're walking different. Oh, I'm gone. I, I, it's I, not I, you anymore. So that that's one no. thing I admired about it. It's not just the makeup. I can see, because I know you, and I've seen you on stage. No. I'm like, it's a whole different person. Yes. Both my f- uh, fiancé and my best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 let me rephrase that. My, my fiancé right. is my best friend. Right. And my male best friend have both said the same thing. They said, like, when you, you're gone. Yeah. Uh, Ken Daly, who's uh, m- m- one of my best friends on earth, he goes like, "You you don't walk the same." Yeah, yeah. You don't. And and I agree. I don't know what it is. And when we do the show, and then we go back to edit it, and we're pretty ruthless when we edit it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we take a thirty minute interview and cut it down to eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will say stuff I don't remember saying, and I'll be like, "Oh man, that's funny." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, you're, yeah. you're channeling. It's, it's like when yeah. I, I'll do stuff and I'm like, I don't know where that is. And, you know, that was funny. Oh, what was funny? You know, that's the greatest thing about when you, you know, the difference between doing a set at the improv or Supernova or someplace mm-hmm. and doing an hour is that, and I'm sure you're like this because we're similar. Mm-hmm. I can, I'll write more in an hour set. Yeah. Just by having stuff come to me in the moment. Yeah. Than I can uh, sitting at a computer. Sure, yeah, I I write more on stage, being in the moment and being being like you said, an open vessel and allowing it to come through me. Yeah, and it just you, there's something happen, and it's it's great. It's the thr- it's it's the thrill of me of creativity is that it it just comes. Mm-hmm. It'll just come like ooh ooh, and then you do it, and it's like you know. Yeah, now, in Joyride, uh, in Joyride, you and Goldthwait are on stage together um, a lot. Yeah. And yeah. and that yeah. it that seemed uh, like a spontaneous that album conversation. Is out now, by the way, the Joyride <laughs> album, excellent. Yeah, I, I found out the other day uh, we do we did, we recorded an album, mm-hmm. and you know we did all the work and did all the legal, and then I called the record company. I was like, "Hey, when is it coming out?" Like it, it came out a month ago. <laughs> thanks for the promo. Thanks. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, you know, I do a podcast. I could have mentioned. Yeah, I could have done that. Yeah, so, so yeah. we're thinking of changing the name to Smile. Is that what we're yeah. going to do? 
<laughs> exactly. Mike the Great. Un- no, if people if people hear the album, we lose, we yeah. lose power. <laughs> um, but yeah, we you know yeah, Bob and I were Bob and I were touring together mm-hmm. just because it's more fun to go on the road with a friend than it is. To yeah, go on the road. I've had enough of me, Dana. Sure. Oh, I hear you, baby. Mm. Um, and we would flip a coin. We would walk out on stage, talk to the crowd, flip a coin, and then who you know whoever would open, and then somebody would close. And we just found that they really enjoyed us being on stage, fucking around. Mm-hmm than the show and so one night bob just said let's just see uh let's just try to do the whole show on stage right and it, not only did it work we did like two and a half hours it felt like 30 minutes yeah yeah you know and, time the, crowd still. Loved it, and yeah. the crowd loved it yeah. and we're not doing the smothers brothers we, you know it's like i know bob's inventory bob knows my inventory mm-hmm. and we just like we would talk and i could see him get into a bit and I would literally step back, and he would step forward, and then we would just we just tag team that way. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it was in watching it. I mean, first of all, the, the premise is you two are going on the road together, um, and you, a lot of stuff was shot in the car. And I I really liked Goldthwait's camera placement because he put it in the back, so it's like you were riding in the back. You're seat. riding with us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you were riding. And that with was us. all very intentional. Yeah, Bob directed the movie and did a fantastic job yeah and uh, the pace of it and the cutting and the the and the, the actual story in it um one the opening line was uh we never liked each other oh let me correct that goldthwaite goes i never liked you <laughs> yeah it's very true and that okay we both used to we both used to hate me uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, the thing was as the story unfolds he didn't like you not because of 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 anything you did oh, personally to him. Nothing to do with anything I did. Nothing to do with anything you did. It was his perception yeah. of you as a comic. And I was like, for me, you're like you're like one of the top guys I watch coming out because you were one of the oh, guys. Right. You, Proops, you guys were those smart comics that I felt connected to you when I started reading about it because you grew up kind of with the same working class family. Yeah, same. We're, we're very, very similar. Yeah, and we both are Beatles freaks and, and I can I can yeah. nerd out with you about the who and text you shit. <laughs> so yeah. That's fun. I'm going, I'm going, yeah, well, it's, well, that's the thing. Mm. I'm going to see the who on November 1st at the bowl. I don't know if you're going to be there. Oh, yeah, but, I'm gonna, uh, definitely going to be there. I'll be there with Bob. Ah. Because Bob is also a who freak and that was the problem with Bob and I. What? Is that we were the same person. So he was he was and seeing shit in you. He didn't like it himself. He yeah. We were just Bob lived in Boston, and his friends were Dan Spencer, Paul Kozlowski, and Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. Those were Bob's best friends in Boston. Right. Bob moved to San Francisco, and I moved to Boston from Western Massachusetts, mm-hmm. or the middle of Massachusetts, where I grew up. Right. And I moved into Boston, and I was their age, like the same movies, like the same music, and then my friends became Tom Kenny. Paul Kozlowski and Dan Spencer. Right. And then Bob comes back to visit and just sees that he's been replaced. Ah, okay. So he you thought know, he thought I was just the second wife. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. You you, you yeah. were the new brother. You stole my mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what that's what it was. And, and and then whatever I did, you know, it's like, look at him drinking orange juice. Yeah. What do you think he is? He breathes yeah. in and out. How selfish. Yeah, yeah, that was just that was it. It was just like, oh, of course, yeah, no, you're not gonna like this. The, you're not gonna like me. And it right. took, and we were, we were pretty. Uh, we we hated each other's guts for mm. about twelve years. Wow. Yeah, and then one night after we were doing a set at Largo, mm-hmm. we were both on the same show at Largo, uh, and, uh, and 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 quite literally after the show, uh, Bob walked up to me and, and said something. This is silly. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'd both grown up, and you know, and 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 uh, and he's no, he's one of my best friends. Let me ask you this: When he said this is silly, you were both ready to put it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, at at a certain point, you don't even remember why you're fighting. Yeah, you just know that I fight with this guy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Now that's Lex Luthor. That's all I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's the joke. Yeah, Uh, and. and it, yeah, no, it is. I mean, we not only, you know, we both love Ed Wood. And, yeah. You know, it's like it's it's so and our and like you, mm-hmm. our backgrounds are identical. Mm-hmm. With Bob, it was upstate New York. With me, it was central Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Yeah. Same thing. Right. Um. You know. Uh. B- 
both of us were thought to be gay as children right. because we did not hunt. Yeah. I don't begrudge you from hunting. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't do I didn't do the uh, I, I didn't do hunting like my dad. I did like cars like my dad, but I can't fix them because I'm a, I, cars. I really like them. Well, you can't fix cars now, anyway. So. No, no, but he, the carburetors. You don't you don't need a wrench yeah. anymore. You need a, a laptop. You know. Yeah, no, you can't. Fi- yeah, I, I couldn't fix anything in my car. Yeah, but the, yeah. so I always felt less than until I started doing stand up, and that's when I went. Bing. Oh, this is where I belong. I got that feeling. Like I don't know how long I'll be able to stay here, but for right mm-hmm. now. I'll do this. I'll give this everything I got and learn my lessons and see what I can get from it. And I started. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. I started as a kid, and you started. You were seventeen when you started. I have been doing it for forty years. Yeah, and at that age, you're not formed yet, but you're getting finally it to- getting the last jokes yeah. out of the, my set. Yeah, my original set. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, the 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 dangers of our profession is. That feeling you get from stage, that adrenaline, that attention, um, you think is healing and and self-identifying, but it's not. Yeah. Well, it, the, you know, speaking of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're getting that feeling at 17, you know? Yeah. I was, yeah, it was, you know, I was, uh, as as I like to say, uh, you know, I, I'm uh, the fifth of six mm-hmm. uh, kids, and we weren't. As I've said, we weren't raised so much as housed. And, uh, you know, I was a I was a a, me- a mess. Right. Uh, like I, I grew up in a very small town. Mm-hmm. I literally like when I went to college, it was the first time I really had to deal with people that I didn't know mm. because my where I grew up was so small. Um, I was a I was a lector in the Catholic Church where I grew up. Okay. And for those of you who don't know what a lector is, it's the person that reads a passage from the Bible before the ceremony or whatever the fuck you call it. You were the Don uh, Pardo the, of St. Mary's. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well put. But everybody in town knew me and everybody in town knew I was funny. So when I would get up to read, they would laugh. And the more I tried to play it seriously, the more they would laugh. <laughs> To the point that I got fired, uh, and it was through and, and Father Riga right. said uh, it's it literally was like Dan, it's not working out. It's not you. It's not working. Out. <laughs> We're going in another way. Uh, yeah. That said, you know, being uh, n- not being in the, not being around priests in the early '80s might not have been the worst thing that ever happened to me in, in the Boston Archdiocese. All right, but uh, but. Um, you know, it was, and then I went to college, and, and and you know, I was, I had started open mics before I started college, mm-hmm. um, so I was, I had to learn by my mistakes, and because of what you're talking about, that sort of adrenaline rush, it was like, hey, you know, here's a baby, let's give him a lot of sugar and send him into the meeting. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was a, and I, I, I meet people that knew me before I was 30 mm-hmm. and I just go, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was in the deep end. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I just was yeah. thrashing, thrashing was, around. Was, yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I want to get back. I, I wanted to ask you about joyride. <laughs> One of the things about joyride I wanted to ask you was you guys got in a, a car accident. Yeah. Remember I, I texted you. I, I was like, holy shit. Are you okay? And no. yeah, Bobcat used his ribs to break my ribs. Yeah. We broke our ribs. As Bob said, it was like a, like a supervillain origin story. <laughs> we were, <laughs> yeah. We were in the backseat of a car being driven to the venue. We were mm-hmm. only going about three blocks. So we weren't wearing our seatbelts, mm-hmm. which was our, on us. Um, and we got T-boned really hard. Here's the thing. Mm. I was going to get into the car in the passenger seat, and the driver had a little dog, um, a little French bulldog, sitting in the passenger seat. And they went to move the dog, and I went, "No, no, 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 no! I'll, I'll just go in the back." Mm-hmm. And had I had I had the self esteem to not surrender my seat to a bulldog, <laughs> uh, I would be dead or in a wheelchair because Ooh. that's where the car hit, and that whole thing just went. Oh my god. Um, well, yeah, I would have been I would have been um, really damaged. 
Let me ask you something. After you, after that come, after you were okay, you were banged up, and yeah, it, we broke. We, um, I broke a rib and bruised my bruised my lung. Mm. Bob broke two ribs and got a concussion. And you know, as I've, it's broken ribs suck. Yeah, because you can't do anything. Well, they can give you a, a bill for eight thousand dollars. That's the only <laughs> thing they can do. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive, but you know you'll still yeah. be in pain, and and it'll yeah. hurt to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I ask you? Was there a moment where you're like, because I know you got kids, and you're like, holy shit, oh, that could have been uh, it. No, there was a moment where I, because I couldn't breathe at mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, when you can't breathe, you think, oh. This is it, mm-hmm. and my th- and again, this is in the space of two seconds. Right. Um, but my thought was, I'm going to die looking at the roof of a car. Mm. That was my thought. That was it. Yeah. And I- then <clears throat> I started to breathe again. But that was the thought. I did. I mean, I maybe if I if I no longer if it if my lung didn't expand, mm-hmm. I would have thought, my God, my children my god my family right i, I didn't even have i was literally just this instant oh looking at the roof of a car is how i die mm. i had i had a similar experience um on top gear the car show i was on i was we were doing the rubicon trail and uh there's no guardrails you're driving up a mountain and the car tips this way so the balance point i'm on two wheels right. and Ooh. all i see is sky to the left and I'm leaning this way because I don't know what the momentum is going to do. And Dana, time just stopped. And in my sure. head, I went right through. I went right through the the planning part that I learned from my dad was, okay, okay, I got some money stashed. She'll find that. Sure. My mom will be okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, my yeah. Peter, my manager, he'll he'll cash in the insurance policy. And 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 if anything fucks up, I'll be a ghost and I'll haunt everybody that tries to yeah. get near it. But I mean, then I, then I landed yeah. now. Yeah, I get to find out what's next. Yeah. Was there was there a moment where like has it had that changed you when you when you got that that glimpse of your mortality? Uh, no, it scared me. I right. didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have enough time to think beyond mm-hmm. the, that instant. I, I had. I can tell you how I had that, the realization that you had. Mm-hmm. I ended up becoming friends with this woman, Myla Nermi. Um, in 1995, mm-hmm. um, I interviewed her for a documentary I was working on about horror movie hosts because it's really the only job I'm qualified to do. <laughs> and and we became very good friends. And she was older. She had no children. You know, this is a woman that got divorced in 1954, mm. um, had no kids. Um, her husband uh, went on to write the movie Dirty Harry. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, she and I became good friends, and then you know she was older, she was alone. She clearly became a surrogate mm-hmm. mother figure to me. Uh, looks just looked just like my mother, mm-hmm. um, and and we had a very you know uh, a close relationship. And then one day she didn't wake up, mm. uh, and that was it. M- Mila lived for her grudges. <laughs> um, I realized like yeah, she could have been happy all those. Days. Yeah, you know, it's just a choice. It's just a choice, yeah. and I certainly don't live up to it. I spend entire days in a furious funk about things. You know, they say that they say the arc of you know the what is like the uh, the arc of the world is long, but it bends towards justice, or the arc mm-hmm. whatever the arc the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice. Mm-hmm. Does it? <laughs> if, you, if you're around yeah. long enough, maybe. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or is that just one of those things that we what? say that you realize later is like? Because we used to say when I was a kid, mm. "Spare the rod and spoil the child." Yeah, yeah. You know, the well, only, you know, if you don't hit your kid with an object, yeah, you're really doing them a disservice. Yeah, and people just, well, it's an expression. It must be true. Yeah, you know, I was, I was yeah. thinking, oh, the, here's. Here's another example of that. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray yeah. the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. That's where now, I stopped. That's where I went. What? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. What? It's just like kids don't just die. Yeah. Like, you you know, do atheists go like, well, you might not be alive in the morning, but if you make it through, I'll see him. We'll have breakfast. Yeah. It's just like, no. And the only reason that line is in there. Mm-hmm. Is to finish the rhyme. 
just, is it a prayer or a limerick? Take, take, take five minutes. Yeah. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Should I get the urge to bake? I pray the Lord we make a cake. Right. It's just that easy. Yeah. Should I have to take a leak? I pray the priest won't sneak a peek. <laughs> there are, these are easy. Five minutes. Five yeah. minutes. Yeah, it, but like you said, with the arc of the story, I forget who said it, but like, if you want a happy ending, just depends on where the story stops. Yeah, you know, the happy is where the story ends. I think we do it to soothe our fears in the moment of uncertainty. You know, it's like, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I? This is never going to work out. No, the history's long and it arcs towards justice. Yeah. You're on the right path. We need stuff like that to comfort us, and that's the thing I like about. Your podcast, which I've been from the very beginning when it used to be four days long and it only came out you know, biannually. It's, however, if I it's can... back to that, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid yeah. to say. <laughs> I can connect to your enthusiasm even though the, the, the subject matter is not something I'm attracted to. Uh, the, right. the, the storyteller is who I am, and I think that's a, the highest form of communication. That's putting, for lack of a better word, consciousness in the doing. Yeah. I got to do what I do. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Into, it's what you, you but know. you're good at what you're doing and you communicate that feeling and it keeps me bringing back. I mean, we both share. Yeah. Here's the other thing. We both share uh, a fascination with late 60s, early 70s, yeah. Los Angeles and that music and that. Yeah. And that and, and the Beatles. And that's why when I when I spoke to Glenn Johns, I texted you and you went back. Holy shit. And no, like, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. And, and now that I've seen Get Back, mm -hmm. I was like. He was Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, the way he was with the glasses and the dress. But he was also, he was like as good, like, it's so funny because you see the Beatles and then the minute they're, they turn to the engineer and they're just like schlubby guys. And yeah, and ties. yeah. It's like not everybody in 1968 was groovy. No. You know, no. it was just most people were just schlubby guys. But he he could have been in the band. Yeah, he was. He was dressed better than him. He was great. He grew up. He grew up with with Jimmy Page uh, and the Rolling Stones. They all started together. He was telling me stories. Yeah. It was fascinating. And Ken Scott, who did all the Bowie stuff, he was the guy in the suit and tie and showed up with an attaché right. case. Right. But I had him did, on. I had Ken um, um, Ethan Russell who took the pictures. Right. Yeah. 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 And he did the Who uh, the album cover. He told me the story about how they got that shot for Who's Next. Oh, yeah, they were just driving around. Yeah. They had no idea what to do. No clue. Saw that. No clue. And I also love the fact that Who's Next was, in their view, a salvage album. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's probably it's my favorite album. I, mean, I can. Oh, it's their best suit. It's their best. Album, the best collections of songs is yeah. just like yeah. God in that the, the Lowry and organ. And it's their best produced album. I mean, yeah. to go from this is, again, to go from Who's Next mm -hmm. to Quadrophenia, mm -hmm. which is a very muddy yeah. Album. Well, they you built know, the studio to do that. They were yeah, they, Battersea, and, yeah. and then you can't. Yeah, it's just like I don't know if Glenn Johnson worked on Quadrophenia. Nah, he didn't. I would love to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it it's it, it's it's really uh, it's really interesting. And and there's a funny thing in Get Back, where Glenn Johns is, because you again, it, it's such a miraculous mm -hmm. thing. It's literally it's like you get to hang out with the Beatles. Yeah. To see what they were like, and and it's always it's like oh it wasn't, it wasn't what I thought it was at all. You know, it was like oh no, they actually, this giant historical fight was like a little thirty second pissy back and forth. Yeah, what it, what it, what, it. yeah whatever it is that you'll do, I'll pl to please you, I'll yeah, do that it. Was it. That was that it. Was it. I've spoken to Rob Cohen mm. more acidically than that. Yeah, <laughs> like and. Uh, it, it, and it was so nothing, and 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 you also see like, oh, they they were just guys, like just like, can we get a fan in here? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. just like you know, it's yeah. just like they just they were just regular people. Yeah, but then there's this scene where Glenn Johns is warning them about Alan Klein. Yeah, and you can just see, and that only Paul saw it. Yeah, yeah. only Paul saw it, and and he was he was Paul was right, and they were wrong. Yeah. About Alan Klein. And the weird thing that Glenn John says to John Lennon, he goes, well, maybe he doesn't talk to you this way, you know, because you're you. Mm -hmm. But and, and Lennon's like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like he knew. He said, like, yeah, I know. I'm not going to get an authentic view of a person because of right. who they think I am.
Yeah. Like he's aware of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah. Well, you know what the nice thing about your podcast is, is I have an authentic view of who you are and I keep coming back because I really. Oh, that's good. Just, it's better than like, once I get to know who you really were, I stopped listening. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> that's enough. I get it. That's enough. Point made. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, I keep doing, I keep doing it. I mean, I don't make any money off it. Testify, just... baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat you are and I overproduce everything and a lot of it is because when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do on my show I was a big fan of your show and the, the oh, craft thanks. and the time and you graciously sat down and, and we had lunch and you told me about it and yeah. I, I spoke to Jeff Fox as well and, and I realized yeah. I'm like these <laughs> fuckers Fox. yeah these fuckers are making me work a lot harder but uh, but it's it's something I want to do and, yeah and I was just doing Joe Frank I mean mm. I was I was copying somebody right somebody that i had heard you know yeah. like, um and and you know i make the i make the podcast that i would want to listen to and i you know and i wouldn't want to listen to it during the my 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 idea of the podcast is what it would be a great thing to listen to driving down the highway at night yeah i loved uh, joe frank's in the dark mm -hmm. and i loved uh what was it the, art bell art bell yeah. oh god did yeah. i love art bell yeah um art bell had a thing where he was he it was basically the x files podcast mm -hmm. like anything that was going on yeah and they, the was, callers that called in was so believed everything like hi i'm holding uh, i'm from the center of the earth go ahead go ahead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah no i literally i i literally i used to have a shower radio yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I was coming home from, I was writing on a show. It was before I was at The Simpsons. And I come home uh, at late and I get in the shower because I was just like so like, ugh. I get in the shower before I go to bed and I turn on Art Bell and it, and it, this was what I heard as the radio came on. I'm not talented enough to make this up. <laughs> Sir, I'm not saying you're not the Antichrist. What I'm saying is we had the Antichrist hotline on last week, and we got 14 calls. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after traffic and weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't thank you enough, pal. I, I really oh, enjoy I re enjoy your work, and uh, I hope I get to see you soon. Be well. Be happy. Best to you and the family, and let's laugh again. Same. November 1st, Hollywood Bowl. Yes. Now we'll go see the who, baby. All right. Be well. Thanks, Adam. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and that was 30 Minutes. I'll never get back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, I really enjoyed talking to Dana. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's like someone you want to be best friends with. Yeah. 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 It's just love him. Love hearing him back on the show. Uh, just really funny, smart dude. And I loved hearing him talk about how Bobcat ended that feud. <laughs> it's like the greatest thing ever. He just goes, this is silly. <laughs> yeah. It was over. Like, but that's... That's how future cool. should end. This is silly. I was going, it took you 12 years. You started this. All I did was move in. <laughs> I know. I just love that, though. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah, and Bobcat figured that out. But Myla, she lived for the grudge. Yeah. Oh. You yeah. Know, when he said that, when Dana yeah. said that, all I thought was, Lenny Clark, I live to see you die. Remember that? Oh, yeah. my goodness.
Yeah. Wait a minute, what was that? Who told that was that? The, that was the old lady. Remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was Lenny's story about the old lady, where she yes. would yell at him, Lenny yes. Clark, I live to see you die. <laughs> and then when she died, she got murdered, and they thought that Lenny killed her. <laughs> it's like, I was nowhere near there. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's right. I'd forgotten that. That's brilliant. But oh my I just, I thought of that, and I was like, and listen, you know me. You mm. know I love a good grudge just as, next, as the next, just as much as the next girl. <laughs> mm. But... I was like, man, it's kind of a sad way to live your life, holding on to like yeah. that that bitterness instead mm -hmm. of just moving past it. Like at the end of your days, if like that's what you held on to, not like the love that was around you, I don't know. Yeah, it's well, that's what he said. Sad. He said she could have been happy all those years, and that's where he got that realization. I mean, look, I can understand why, why, why Marla was upset. They stole her character. They took Vampira. They didn't mm -hmm. want her. Said so They just renamed it and took everything she worked for and created. So you could you get to be a little salty. That would sit under my skin, but I just, I hate to see her on her deathbed being like, it should have been me. Why'd they yeah. give the pot to her? <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of rage keeps people going. Yeah, but it, it, it's not a, it's not a happy trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a little dark, you know, yeah. for, for years and years and decades or however long yeah. it was for her. Good know? morning, son of a bitch. You know, you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. You know, yeah. and, and it made me think of that. When, you know, he was talking about the accident that he got into, mm -hmm. you know, and, and his last thought was, was pretty funny. It was like, I'm going to be looking at the, the ceiling, the roof of a car. That's, that's what he was thinking about when he thought yeah. he, was, he was going. And what you think about, I, or would think about in a life and death situation, I thought is totally indicative of your character. You know, that's who you are. You think about like, everybody's going to be okay. I've, I've taken care of them as much as I can. They're going to be okay when I'm gone. Like yeah. that's you are. You're the protector. You're, you're the the provider. That's where you go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So it's 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 a big ego trip on me. Like, oh, I can't leave this earth. Get the. You guys are gonna be fine without no, me. No, no. I look at that. I mean, I know you, you want to beat yourself up for that, but no, that's like you want to be there for somebody. If you're not gonna be there, you're like, I've done everything I could for them. I gotta let go. They're gonna be all right. First of all, thank you, Stern. But it's not that I was letting go. I thought to myself, I will haunt these people. Anybody <laughs> messes with these people. <laughs> Bookie, bookie, bookie. I'm going to come, really? Well, I'm, I'm going to saying... scare you in front of people and embarrass you, too. I'm sorry, honey. Go ahead. I'm just saying I would not be fine, Adam. What? If you went. Oh, now you appreciate me. Fine. Good. <laughs> I'm glad we got it on tape. Just now. Oh, the, uh, you'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Some of us won't be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine, baby. Don't you worry. I got to I got to get to heaven and Where clear everything. Hopefully up. Right. <laughs> Not the yes. down elevator. And hopefully when I get there, I got to make everything nice for you, which means any ex-boyfriends think they're going to see you again. I'm going to take care of that right away. Go, oh, my God. All right. Goodness. Hey, she's with me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, you know, St. Peter's going to come over. There's no need for that attitude. As long as everybody does what I say, I won't have it. All right. Goodness. I give you the words of one Mick Jagger. Hey, you, get off of my cloud. <laughs> okay, I say we stop talking about death. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I will tell you this. Even what? when faced with death, I still had a list. Isn't that scary? <laughs> What's you, you guys with lists? You and Dana. Yeah, and, and not just, you know, index cards. We got legal pads. I, he held up his legal pad. I held up my legal pad. I couldn't see the video of it. Mm -hmm. But it felt like it was a very long, detailed list yeah. to occupy his mind so it didn't wander to bad places. Yeah, me too. I, it was a scroll and highlighted. There was color-coordinated <laughs> shit on there. <laughs> yeah. See, I just think of the list as a way to keep focused. And mm -hmm. you, have, you want to cover your ears, Adam, mm -hmm. your control issues. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What? <laughs> exactly. No, Does yeah, he... of course, of course, of course, it's control issues. It's I've, I've I've told you how many times the structure organizes the chaos and the anxieties at bay a little bit, but it it's also a procrastination tool. I keep organizing and organizing rather than doing. So I I know what I'm doing, but it does it does. It does put structure in the day. Like uh, after I finish doing everything I got to do, I always take a shower before I go to bed at night. I put my, my legal pad there. I put on whatever podcast I'm listening to, whatever I just to unwind at the end of the day. But I still don't unwind. It still maps things out for the next day when I wake up. So it's not really unwinding. You know? <laughs> right. In this list, Alex, you see this list all the time. Does it frighten you? 
Yeah, and some it's in different colors, sometimes mm-hmm. drawings, sometimes mm-hmm. the articles stapled in. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's written on receipts. As yeah. long as it's not in a cipher with like zodiac symbols around it, I think we're okay. That's next. <laughs> <laughs> That's my other list. Whatever. <laughs> That's the other thing I'm working on. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, it is a good way to keep things at bay. And, you know, I love the creativity that he showed to sort of like keep those thoughts at bay during mm-hmm. the pandemic when he's like, you know what? I got an idea. I'm going to do this thing with Dr. Zayas. We're going to call yeah. it Hanging with Dr. Z. Who and goes there? I Who? Not, not a lot of people. That is a fairly unique idea. And when I say fairly, I mean completely. Like, yeah. who comes up with that? And to me, it's pure genius. Mm-hmm. Dr. Zayas, like as a 70s talk show host. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, I can't, I can't get enough of Not that. Not only did he come up with it, he, he he found the resources to be able to implement. He got permission to use the character. That's so mm-hmm. great. And he's, he, because of his context, he knows the, the people that did the makeup. So if you watch the show, and I, and I recommend it, it's really funny. It's on YouTube. Uh, and you can see it. He looks just like Dr. Zayas. It's the same makeup. It's it's really, really well done. <laughs> it's so yeah. cool. I mean, it stinks that Charlton Heston's not around. I would mm-hmm. love to see Charlton Heston as a guest on that show. Yeah. <laughs> Stop with your questions, you damn dirty ape. Yeah. (laughs) Our next guest is Taylor. (laughs) Taylor. (laughs) Fits his personality. He loves that stuff. I was over his house, and it's all like 60s furniture. It's really mid-century, really well done, and all his memorabilia is all around there, and it's really... It's really comfortable and it does suit him. So, uh, and that's even I, like I said about the podcast, I'm not a monster kid. I'm not, but I, his enthusiasm keeps drawing me in to listen well, to it. I think it's like maybe it gives them comfort that mm-hmm. time period and that genre. Sure. Yeah, oh, sure. It gives him it, comfort. So he's, that's his escape. Yeah, yeah. It's a touchstone to his childhood where those things were, you know, his comfort back then. And it represents, I don't know, I mean, I'm projecting here, but to me, it would be like represent a time of innocence and purity of like, I love this stuff just for what it was. And for him to be able to turn around and use that professionally, mm-hmm. even I don't care what he says, like, oh, you know, we've got a limit on our fandom. The fact that he's doing it and people are watching and digging it, it's because of what you just said, Adam. Mm-hmm. It's because you can pick up on his enthusiasm for that stuff. And it's just infectious. You want to you want to check it out because you can see how much this person's into it. <clears throat> but what's I mean, I'm going to be trite here. But what's the old saying when you when you do what you love for work, you like you'll yeah. never work a day in your life or whatever that that saying is. Yeah, that's yeah. what he's, he's doing the stuff he loves. I mean, yeah, he said he's got to make the podcast he wants to listen. To. That's what I that's what I did with this. The advice I took from him and Jeff Fox, who produces his show is do the show you want to listen to. And that when he was talking about, um, Joe Frank, listen to it in the car when when you get something that's really cool and you're driving around listening to it alone in the car that you just keep driving because you want to hear the end of it. I get like that with audiobooks and some podcasts and stuff that mm-hmm. you're just riveted into that thing. And that's the kind of thing I hope that we can provide for people because that's really cool when, when you find something like that. When you when you get home and then you don't get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah. Can't. I got to get out of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. yeah I've done that. I, all everybody. Time. Everybody has when you find something you're and and you can and again you pick up on the passion with with what that person is selling and and it you people have a great BS meter and you can tell when somebody isn't into something mm-hmm. and and when it's genuine and pure like that there's nothing better yeah and then when you can share that like like I said Glenn Johns again he was the first guy that I emailed him Riser all the Beatles fans I know. I went, I'm talking to Glenn, and they all came back like, holy shit, really? Yeah, yeah, we, like, we were kids again. So, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun geeking out with him uh, over the Beatles uh, and, and the Who. Hollywood Bowl, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Am I not getting an invite for that concert? You're invited. I ain't paying for a ticket. They're through the friggin' roof. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Adam, when you were geeking out about that, I was geeking out about that he liked Art Bell because Art yeah. Bell's so cool. Yeah. Stern, <laughs> did you ever listen to Art Bell? I don't think I've ever listened to Art Bell. I'm not saying you're not the Antichrist. I'm saying we had the Antichrist hotline last week and we got 14 calls. <laughs> That's great. That's and Art Bell. he was Bell. so calm. He was so calm during everything. And that a remark that he said, mm-hmm. I'm not talented enough to make this up. 
Oh man! <laughs> but I would listen to Art Bell when I was driving home from gigs, and, and you—he was—you're right. Huh? He was calm, and he was just talking to these people like everything was like. So you are a, a, a lizard person? Yes, yes, I'm a lizard person living among <laughs> you warm-blooded creatures, <laughs> and I don't like them. But I do like Dana Gould, and I want to thank my friend for uh, for coming back on the show. Hanging with Doctor Z is on YouTube. I recommend you check it out. And yes. Joe Wright is very funny. Uh, him and Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Farrar at Gmail. Uh, thank you so much uh, for spreading the word about the show. It's growing. It's all because of you. So tell four or five people you love about the show. And if you get a chance to leave us a review, that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And please remember, we are all in this together, brothers and sisters. Share the road. And remember that life is hard, so you take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. One of the girls who was there, she was a model, she got upset that I got the job. Mm. Instead of getting taking it out on me, she went into the bathroom of the restaurant and she trashed it. She, wait a minute. She, she Keith mooned a bathroom because you got a gig? <laughs> yeah. What a bitch. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.